0: What's the most X-Files-like experience you've had in real life? This happened around December 2001. I was finishing a late overtime shift at a factory that I worked in. I hadn't worked there long, maybe a week and so didn't really know anyone who I could get a lift home with at that time. Anyways the factory was on an industrial estate about 2 miles outside town and between there and home it was a pretty rural area. There's two main roads between home and work. One takes about 4 miles to get home as it snakers along two other industrial estates and a college but is a dual carriageway and is well lit and always busy. The other road is more direct but is unlit and is cut between two sets of woods and fields. It's still a main road but is mostly quiet after midnight. Anyways it's 1 am and I am tired after my 12 hour shift so decide to take the short way home. I am about halfway down the road, thinking about the day's events when suddenly I hear this high pitch whistling sound. I turn around to look behind me to see if there's traffic approaching but there's nothing. Then suddenly the ground around me begins to glow a strange green color. It flickers like it's on fire becoming brighter now like someone's touring up a dimmer switch to full and that whistling sound becomes so much louder. The ground's so bright that I see my shadow. The hairs on my neck suddenly stand on end and I freeze up as I turn back around when something catches my eye from over my right shoulder and I slowly glance skyward. To see this bright green fury object fly from my right and above me to left across my field of vision. It's a couple of hundred feet in the air and maybe half as far away from my right. It looks like a bright green fireball almost blinding like a welding torch with what looks like firework like sparks or molten metal coming out the back of it. It's totally silent other than this almost deafening whistling sound. It makes me duck as it passes almost overhead. It only takes a few seconds to travel out of sight. Disappearing and illuminating the road, woods and fields. Off to my front left as it went. I stand for a second in disbelief. I turn around and basically nope out of there. So I run back the way I came despite probably being closer to home than work and took the long well lit way back home. No way was I going past the woods where that thing came down. It must have taken an hour and a half to get back home and all the time I am trying to figure out what it was. Other than it looked like something from the old War of the Worlds movie so it's obviously an alien spacecraft and. We're being ducking invaded or some shit. I lived with my mom at the time as I was only 18 but she really didn't appreciate being woke up at like 3am as I told her my story. Anyways the next day I woke to the news that lots of people had reported a similar object and a couple days later the news reported that it was part of an old Russian satellite that had come down. I am guessing it was partly made of copper or something that gave it that green color. It also apparently crashed down a few miles out to sea. I just took it as granted that's what it was as it did make sense. But at the time it was hell of a scary probably partly to do with being tired. And partly to do with me never thinking a shooting star or meteorite could make such sounds or have such a color so i was headed home after a night of gaming and tomfoolery with my friends the friends house i was at friend one is kind of in the middle of the country and it was very late around midnight or one in the morning i was driving my other friend to his house friend two since it was near mine and we're listening to the radio to stay awake about five minutes after leaving friend one feet's house the radio just goes silent friend two and i look at each other for a second But it happens sometimes, no big deal. Then the voice started counting numbers, a very odd accent, and a seemingly random order. It was the scariest moment of my life up to that point. I am still driving. Friend 2 and I are just glancing at each other and listening to this number station, or whatever it was. It finally ended about 3 minutes later, and the radio turned back to its regular programming. Friend 2 and I asked at the same time, Did you just hear that? We both responded positively and just started freaking out. Granted, it could have been some sort of weather thing but I've never heard anything like it since, and that was six years ago. I've had pretty supernatural creepy stuff happen to me or my family but Darius always been one thing that stuck with me. Several years back, when I was in high school I think, I woke up surrounded by a blinding white light and a loud static ringing in my ears. I kept my eyes shut but the light was so damn bright I could see the red from my eyelids. To make matters worse I felt a red hot searing pain in my back as if someone something was stabbing me repeatedly. I was lying on my stomach at the time and couldn't move I couldn't even speak. I prayed in my mind I know typical Christian but hey whatever works right. And every time I even thought of the name Jesus the ringing and pain got so much worse. I kept praying and thinking Jesus no matter how much it hurt and finally after what seemed like 5-10 minutes the light began to fade along with the ringing and the pain. Now I know people will tell me this was sleep paralysis but I assure you I was fully awake. The only thing I could barely move were my fingers. Also I know when I am awake due to me having multiple nightmares throughout my childhood. Next morning when I woke up I told my brother about the experience and he told me he had a strange nightmare where he was suddenly woken by a demonic looking face screaming at him. We were considerably freaked out especially when we opened the front door and there was a dead bird perfectly left on our doormat. We looked up to see if there was a nest or maybe to see if it hit the window above the door too hard and died. On the window above the door, drawn in the dust was an upside down cross. We washed that shit off as soon as possible and threw the bird away. We figured someone had done some weird brujería with craft to us. I have a few but one really stands out, when I was about 14. A friend of mine invited me to stay over. We were in the backyard using his crossbow to hit a target. It was getting late so we decided to go inside but before we did we'd take one last shot at the target each. It was his turn and right when he was about to shoot I saw what looked like a glowing orb. I thought it was a mine glitch because I could not see anything linking to the white orb, flashlight, etc. It was getting brighter within 5 seconds and saw my friend run at it. As soon as he came close, it went flying past his house. All this happened so fast I turned to look and saw my friend chasing it around his home and obviously ran after him and the light orb then it disappeared i asked my friend where it went and he said it disappeared into the sky that night i couldn't sleep at all my friend was into the occult and had his strange explanations for what it could have been but to this day i have no idea what that white floating orb was it was a concentrated white orb as bright as those new car led lights My daughter was dragged into the abyss. I spent the night at my parents' house with my two daughters and my then GF. It wasn't that uncommon for my youngest daughter to come into my room and sleep on the floor next to my bed a little weird but she was like six at the time. I would just wake up to her there in the morning. One night I was sleeping and heard her calling out to me in the darkness like she wasn't sure where she was or how to get to me. My room had a faint twilight glow through the sheer curtains and I could vaguely see her silhouette coming towards me. The hallway leading to the door behind her was interior and set a pitch black backdrop as she walked towards me. As I reached my hand out to touch hers and guide her towards the bed, my eyes spotted what looked like a large figure stalking up behind her. As I reached farther out to grab her small outstretched hand, it seemed to always be just out of my reach. The figure was right upon her and I jumped up to try my luck at turning on the ceiling fan light. Just as I lurched up to pull on it, in one quick motion she was pulled backwards into the darkness. I fumbled for only a second with the ceiling chains before giving up on them and running to another light on the adjacent wall. Light flooded the room. I was staring at my daughter who was, in the corner by the door, a door that appeared previously open due to the assumed darkness of the hallway behind her. She was facing towards me and looked confused. I said Jacques, what are you doing? How did you get over there she replied i don't know daddy i looked over to my gf who was on the other side of the room she had a look of absolute horror on her face my daughter didn't seem to have any recollection of anything up to that point and not wanting to scare her i didn't press her further about it the next morning i spoke with my gf about it if not for her witnessing it i would have thought i made it all up We still don't know what happened that night. This was the first house I had ever experienced anything like this in. Though it was not the first incident I experienced there. Just the only malicious feeling one. Spent a year and a half in the house. Quiet at first and after several months things got weird. I had back surgery and because of it I had to sleep in the recliner in the living room. The wife stayed downstairs on the couch in case I needed anything at first. We were sleeping and it was the first good snow we had that year. My wife woke me up saying that someone knocked on the back door. I told her she's full of shit, but she insisted I go check. There were no footprints or anything. Nothing else happened that night. A few nights later, still sleeping in the living room. I am drifting off to sleep when I hear what sounds like a rubber. super ball bouncing off the wooden end table. I finally sat up and it stopped. I laid back down and it started again for a few times and then nothing. No clue what the sound was. Now fast forward two more nights or so. I am in the chair and just feel asleep and I got smacked on the left arm. Wife was on the couch and nowhere near me. Kids were upstairs asleep. I looked to my left and nobody there. I could still feel the impact on my arm. Nothing I can do but go back to sleep. Those were the first few experiences in the house. Let me know if you want to hear more. A couple friends and I were driving from VA to NY and stopped at a diner I think somewhere in PA maybe called the Donut Connection I think. It was maybe 11pm on a weeknight maybe shortly after Thanksgiving and it was packed. Which already seemed weird to us but okay. We walked in and it was like in the movies when the record scratches. Every. Single. Person. Turned around to look at us. It got very quiet. My friend's sister went to the bathroom and we ordered some donuts and coffee at the counter. We could hear people murmuring about us and started feeling uncomfortable. To break the tension, I asked our server what the capital of india was for some reason we had been arguing about it in the car there was a pause and then someone yelled out delhi new delhi now i may be misremembering this but i swear multiple people started chiming in yeah yeah delhi new delhi to the point where it sounded like a mob and so we kind of threw money at the server and ran out leaving our friend's sister in the bathroom when she came out and got in the car she said that she heard people talking about us and trying to figure out our names, saying stuff like no the tall one was tim jamie was the one in the bathroom We were kind of amused at how bizarre it all was and kept making jokes about how the place probably wouldn't be there if we went back. And what was the connection part of their name actually referring to? Anyway, if you ever have a geography question, hit up the donut connection. I was at Old Orchard Beach with a group of friends over the summer and we were heading back to the campsite. We had been on the pier for a while and it was around 12.30 am when this happened. The trolley goes right into the campsite we stayed at. But it was the last ride of the night so it didn't. It dropped us off around a mile down the road from our campsite. On the walk to the campsite. There was an abandoned high school across the street with broken windows and a sketchy playground. Like the type you'd see in a horror movie. The feature of the playground that was closest to the street was the swing set. This is where it gets hard to believe. But I have never been more honest about anything ever. There was someone swinging on the swing set, facing away from us as we were walking by. Keep in mind it's 12.30 in the morning, then we realize it was a very short girl, probably around age 7-8, and she was wearing a white dress, like she was ready for a wedding or something. We made noise to see if we could get a reaction but she just kept swinging slowly staring ahead of her. It was the most real and scary thing I have probably ever experienced. But, we went home at the end of that weekend and went up to our campsite again later on in the summer, probably 3 or 4 weeks later. Again, We were heading back from the pier late and got the last trolley ride that didn't take us into our campsite. So again, we had to walk by this abandoned high school. If this doesn't already seem far-fetched enough, she was there again, wearing the same dress. But there was a spotlight on the roof of the school that was pointed right at the swing set. It was the same girl, the same dress, except this time it was very dirty and ripped up. Like she got in a fight with someone. She was swinging very high, almost going a little upside down. DLDR saw a sketchy little girl wearing a white dress on a swing set at an abandoned high school around 12:30 a.m. two different times. I had heard stories of a place called Deerhead Cove in Rising Fawn. Alabama. There is a cemetery there and it's in a pretty rural area. The thing to do was drive there in the dark and walk around the graves. I never wanted to really go because there was a very eerie vibe and I was told there was a creepy church on the grounds. I'm sure a lot was made up to make me scared. I was in my teens at the time. One night we are going to drive there and we don't go all the way in and just drive up toward the entrance and just park. We sit in my friend's car for a few minutes and everyone is silent. After a few minutes one of us speaks up and says they felt the car moving and everyone is shocked that they were thinking the exact same thing thing we all got really creeped out then turned around and left I've never been back I just googled it and looked it up on YouTube and don't see a church anywhere but there is just the roof of an old building on the ground it's just a cemetery in the middle of nowhere it's just an excuse to have a rush and scare your friends in the middle of the night when I was around 16 years old I am in my 30s now I was in my town center with some friends, just hanging about, wasting time. I forget the exact conversation but we were talking about the impending invasion of Iraq in 03 when I saw a guy seemingly take interest in something one of my friends had said as he passed us. To the best of my memory, he was of slender build, had mousy brown shoulder length hair swept back, glasses and a thin, wispy beard. I think he was wearing a khaki jacket, white shirt and sandy colored jeans and carried a leather satchel. He approached us, smiling and was very well-spoken and kind-mannered. He didn't introduce himself but instead just inserted himself into our discussion and said he had something we may be interested in looking back I now understand just how creepy this is. He asked us if we'd follow him to the cathedral just a minute away from where we were sat and being naive, dumb teenagers and extremely intrigued by this guy we agreed. It was a short walk as I said and he babbled on about government influence, biased media coverage and the 9-11 attacks. We reached the cathedral and we found a quiet spot again I know. Super creepy but times were a little different back then. We sat down with this guy and he began talking about some really heavy shit to do with metaphysics, other dimensions and stargates. A lot of it I don't remember exactly as it was some out there stuff for a 15 year old but he pulled out some very strange technical drawings from his satchel and this I do remember. They looked to be fairly old and were hand drawn in either quill or fountain pen and the penmanship was impeccably neat. He flipped through the pages to get to specific one. It looked very much like Da Vinci's Vitruvian Man but the man was inside a metal ring and was stood in a star jump like shape minus. The additional limbs like. famous drawing the metal ring gripped the man by the wrists and ankles like a gyroscope that could fit a man inside he showed us the diagram but wouldn't let us hold it it was then i noticed above the diagram blueprint was a six-sided star drawn in minute detail with the tiny insanely neat writing that didn't look english anyway he told us that using all of our energies he could open a stargate but it wouldn't sustain itself as it didn't have the machine depicted in the diagram to hold it open and secure it at this point we start to think the guy is nuts and try calling him out but he has an intelligent Common well thought out response to everything and answers most of our questions with further questions leading us around in circles. He pulls out a metal object I can only describe as looking like a lightsaber. He tells us it's one of the most important objects in the cosmos his words and that if he wanted to he could wield incredible power with it. Again. We're weirded out but we can't catch this guy out. He's clearly on a different wavelength and very smart. He looks up at the sky and hurriedly packs his satchel. He tells us he has a very important decision to make before the sun goes down and just stares at us. Smiling, my friend blurts out the invasion of Iraq the point he meant here was the decision to go ahead with the invasion as at this point the declaration by president bush had not been made he nodded and said you've all given me something to think about my decision and told us to never mention we had met him and to this day this is the first time i shared this odd charming and possibly dangerous encounter with that guy too long didn't read i and my friends met a possible space traveler jesus jedi child snatcher guy and lived to tell the tale me and two of my classmates were on a bus on our way to uni we had to get out on the seventh stop So we get in, sit down, chat for a second and then we all kind of went quiet, minding our own business. I was constantly checking my phone because I was having a fight with my bf so I literally looked at the time every minute or so. So we hear the speaker things announce the second stop. My friend says something about how much it sucks that it gets dark so early and how she hopes we won't be late because of the traffic. The bus moves, drives normally and then the speakers announce the sixth stop. All three of us are now confused as duck. How did we miss four stops? And I, know for a fact that I just checked my phone a second ago and saw that it was 1807 and we're not supposed to reach our stop until 1830. I checked my phone again and it's 1822. So somehow we just missed multiply 15 minutes. It seemed like we were the only people who noticed this strange time traveling shit. It was literally impossible that we just somehow didn't notice us stopping four times. There was a shitload of traffic that day. The bus was moving kind of slow and none of us was listening to music or something like that. Anyway, we refer to that day as hey remember that time we time traveled on a bus. I think I know what deja vu is. For the past 7 odd years I've had this dream that I forget on a regular basis. The details are always hazy but I am always in a room. A black figure is sitting beside me. There are 4 others in front of me and I am not scared. There is a jovial feeling to it all. We are all sitting in a room. Like a bedroom without a bed. In a house that isn't a house. It's a dream that I've had for years and years. I know these details because sometimes while I am doing something. An image briefly pops into my mind with a kind of feeling. I've experienced it so many times I know the feeling by heart. Like someone who knows what a bonfire feels like by just thinking about it. Last Wednesday. I was in class with my students. And the maths teacher was sitting beside me. He said something and we all laughed. This is when the feeling hit me. The maths teacher was sitting beside me and was wearing a black hoodie. With the hood up. The four people in front of me were my students. And our classroom was converted from an old bedroom. But I wouldn't have recognized all of this if it wasn't for that feeling when we laughed. So this is what I believe what deja vu is. Remember this is all assumption and I have no proof. It's more of a thought experiment. One time we experience is just a perceptual fallacy. Everything is happening at once. But we experience as a linear transition from the present to the future. Our past exists as much as our future. And will continue to exist as long as there is a future. Everything that is happening, has happened and will happen at the same time. Two consciousness is what keeps us as a being tethered to this flow of time. Do you remember the time in school when the teacher asked you a question but you were too scared to say the wrong answer so you stayed silent? That is a memory that ties the present you to the past you. Do you remember that day exactly? Or perfectly? Chances are no you don't. Because just like everything else memories decay with time. As long as you are conscious you will make memories. Which tie the present to the past. 3. So memories are events of the past that you remember. The present remembers the past. But what if. The future remembers the past as well. If the past present and future exist simultaneously then. It is possible for the future version of you to be making memories that haven't happened to you yet. For so past me has his memories minus the ones that present me as making. The many future me's have exponentially more memories but how does a memory that hasn't been made yet become available to me? Through the threat of consciousness. Dtttttti imagine the d's as your past. Each a distinct instance or a memory. The i is the present you at any and all given moments. The l is the futures that can will happen. The strike through is your consciousness tying all present past and future together it is through this string that you transition from past to present to future it is how you carry the past with you and your memories why the past seems so alive yet well past so if the present can contain memories of the past then it is wholly possible that the memories of the future be sometimes sent to the past through your own consciousness so then deja vu isn't a feeling that it has already happened but more experiencing a memory of something that hasn't happened yet never ending town a couple of years ago I was trying to drive a friend to a specific hospital. It was like 2.30 am and we had followed the wrong address in the GPS and ended up in bum duck nowhere. I put in the correct address and start driving. We end up in this town I've never heard of before and the GPS cuts out and the radio and radio clocks stop working. I'm irritated and worried we won't find our way back. This is where shit gets weird. I start making turns to what should be the highway and end up in what I guess you would call the central street of the town. Lights are on in. Stores but I don't see a ducking soul. No cars and no people. I keep driving and making turns. But no matter how many turns I make or what turns I make. I always end up in the same spot on that main street. Eventually I say duck it. I'll just keep driving straight. I swear to you that I ended up passing the same grocery store three times despite not making any turns. I keep driving straight and eventually I leave the town. We continue on for a couple of miles and the GPS and radio come back on. It felt like we had been in there for at least an hour but the clock had only progressed by about 10 minutes. Weirdest experience of my life. Well, here it goes. For a long time I thought this was a dream or something but really got me into thinking a lot. I was about 6-7. I am 25 right now, and I lived in an apartment with my parents and older brother. There were two rooms, the biggest for my parents and I shared the other one with my brother. To go to the bathroom, we only had one. Either you went straight through my parents' room or you took the long way through living room, dining room, laundry room and into the bathroom. During daytime we took the short way and meanwhile nighttime we took the long way for obvious reasons. So. One night just like any other night I woke up in the middle of the night because I felt the urge to pee. I put my shoes on and walk straight to the door and open it. As I step outside the room I see that a figure same as the stereotype that many people has a valiant short, big head, big eyes, grey skin, etc. is standing in front of me. We stared at each other for a few seconds. As I was in a WTF state and suddenly his hand reaches to me and his finger touches me in the middle of my chest as he does that i suddenly woke up in my bed and it was 6 a.m in the morning and i had to get out of bed and get ready for school i told my parents in the following days but they told me it was just a dream and i believed them and never thought about it until this year when i told it to some friends and to my cousin my cousin told me something similar happened to him when he was around my age so it definitely got me into thinking when I was younger, maybe 7-8, I remember being on my trampoline doing what kids do and bouncing meaninglessly. It was quite a new trampoline at the time so you could really get some air on it. Bounce hard enough and you can look over our shed and into the neighbor's garden which always used to make his two German shepherds go crazy. Here's where it gets real freaky. Something burned into my mind to this day. I start making some good bounces. I go high enough to peer over our shed and for a few seconds, clear as day, I spot a black mass that looked either like a really big dog or a cougar. Essentially something with 4. Distinct legs. It couldn't have been my neighbors dogs before anyone asks because it didn't look anything remotely like a German Shepherd. Mind you I don't live in the states or anywhere that has a confirmed population of large cats. So anyway this black mass is just chilling from the looks of it. And for the few seconds it took for me to make another bounce it had vanished from where it just was a few moments ago. Freaked me the duck out and I didn't go back into my garden for quite a few months after that. With hindsight. I probably just imagined it all. But there have been several black cat sightings around where I live. Some as recent as this year. So there is the slight possibility I legitimately saw a black cat. Not the craziest story, but in 2014 I was driving on I-40 late in the night, at around 300 AM, somewhere between Albuquerque and Amarillo. I got this strange feeling. I looked up at the sky and was instantly mesmerized by the star that I saw. It looked like it was growing in size, and I couldn't stop looking. After about a minute or so, my radio cut out and then quickly switched to another song that sounded similar in tone to the X-Files theme. But gave me this really eerie feeling On the song information screen it said the artist was supernatural and the song was supernatural After growing in volume for 20 seconds or so It stopped I looked up in the sky and the star I saw was no longer there When I got back home and told my dad He told me some story about how he was driving through the same area and saw a UFO Freaky stuff DLDR New Mexico is creepy I used to live in a small town with a whole lot of nothing around One of the more popular activities was spotlighting Basically go driving out on the dirt roads at night and shine a super powerful spotlight on stuff. Looking back, I am not sure why this was so popular but I guess when you live in a town of 3500 people, there's not much to do anyway. So my then boyfriend and I were spotlighting and we stopped on this dirt road that was about 25 yards above a valley of nothing but close brush and trees. We wanted to see if we could shine our light through the thickness of everything. Shone our light, nothing. We did see the ground a bit but nothing else. A few seconds after we turned off our light, a light shone back at us i didn't hear anyone down there didn't see any fire or smoke didn't see the flashlight earlier and for where the light was shining someone would have to be on top of the brush and they can't hold a human's weight so it was practically impossible for someone to be where that light was we turned our light back on and they instantly turned theirs off we called out is anyone there do you need help while shining our light where they were again nothing nobody called back no footsteps or rusting leaves or twig snapping from walking through such thickness didn't see anything human or animal shaped. And the light never returned. We both got pretty damn spooked and drove back home. I told my family about it and they didn't have any answers. A decade later and I still have no idea what that was. Not sure if this is Super X File C but still odd. Here it goes. The last time I saw my best friend herein referred to as friend 1 alive, was at the funeral of our other very close friend herein referred to as friend 2, who I had a in hindsight, very silly falling out with a year or so prior to this occurrence. The afternoon that friend 2 died, I was walking out of work when I had a sudden overwhelming flood of memories of our times together, and thought about getting in contact with her to bridge the gap. That feeling lasted about an hour and it came out of absolutely nowhere. The next morning I got a call from friend one to tell me friend two had been killed in a really dreadful vehicular accident. She was a well-known public figure in our city. So her death made the news. According to the article, she had been hit by a truck while on the back of a scooter and was pinned underneath it for almost 20 minutes before being freed and then dying on her way to hospital. Just under an hour after being hit. She had been hit right at the time I had left work the afternoon before. When that flood of memories had hit me out of nowhere, and died just before that overwhelming flood of memories stopped, I was living interstate. I flew home for her funeral a week later where I spent my time with friend one who was 5 months pregnant at the time, we supported each other at the funeral and went out together to celebrate friend 2 feet's life, I cut her hair I was hairdressing at the time and she jokingly gave me a lock of it so I could copy the color, I put it in an envelope and forgot all about it when I got home, 4 months later I was cleaning some drawers when I came across a random envelope, opened it and found the locket of hair, I was going to the hairdressing supply place after, work that day so I put it in my bag and left for the day, I got a text from friend 1 feet's fiance to say she was in labor and at the hospital, I was Giddy when I got to work and had a great couple of hours until I got a phone call from friend one less than 3 hours after she told me she was in labor. I answered. Her fiancé was on the line to say that she had died of preeclampsia in the delivery room. That was almost 10 years ago now and I still have that envelope. Despite moving countries. Some friends and I, 17 or 18 at the time, at one friend's lake cabin in Northern because cabin up top, then long staircase down to the lake, so there's incredible visibility, it's a fairly popular cabin spot, which for northern because means sometimes you'll see another person, not totally secluded, our first or second night there, we're having a campfire and looking across the lake, plenty of moonlight, and there are clouds across the lake above the hills on the other side, I can't remember now whether we saw it appear, or noticed it was there, but I shit you not, clear as day, the word help appeared cut into the clouds, no wishy-washy, cloud forms, it was a fairly solid cloud lit up by moonlight and the world help was darkly cut into it in capital letters fairly large but not like sky sized on the horizon above the hills across the lake we were like wtf is going on we watched it for 30 more seconds. I honestly don't know why none of us took pictures. Maybe we did not it was dark. And our crappy 2009 cell phone cameras couldn't get it. Or maybe we didn't think too. I don't know. But there were 7 plus of us out there and we all saw it. It slowly faded away like the cloud just sort of naturally erased it over the next few minutes. I am actually surprised how foggy my memory is about it and I've never wondered before why none of us took pictures. But I will swear to it, along with anyone else who was there with us. We just sort of forgot about it the next day. Never got any answer. Never asked anyone else. The letters were way too distinct in an otherwise normal cloud. I can't think of any lighting trick or person messing with us. Or even a person actually lost in the woods. Would be able to make that happen. And again. The letters stayed for a while then faded naturally. Not a sudden thing. Nothing else weird happened that trip. Edit as I am picking my brain. Can't remember if it was help or hell or hell. My family and I were coming back from Miami to the west coast of Florida and we were driving in the middle of the summer. It was late afternoon and the sun was just starting to settle. We were no more than an hour out of Miami down Alligator Alley when we see some bright lights again they would turn on for about 10 seconds and turn off for 10 seconds repeating as we approached we tried to make out what it was it was something of a rectangle floating right above the trees right next to the southbound lane of the interstate we were not the only people to see this as there were about five or so cars pulled over with people outside looking at it it had five lights one on each corner and one in the center that emitted a bright white light as we got closer we tried making out what it was but my dad decided to not stop so we kinda drove by it while others were watching but we never really knew what it was. I was a percussionist drummer in high school and we had a percussion ensemble one year. With the ensemble we had late night practices which is where the event happened. Going on at this time was my dad trying to make some money by buying stuff and reselling it on eBay. At some point we got a big box of board games and in there was a Ouija board. Well I told another percussionist and he wanted to buy it so I brought it to the night practice. Back to the night. We had finished practicing and were waiting on rides. Our instructor had left cause he had another thing that night to do so he trusted us to turn off the lights and lock out. While waiting my friend Zack pulled out the Ouija board and was messing with it while the rest of us played hide and seek in the pitch black music wing of my school. After finding everyone we come back to the main room where the lights were on and saw Sam had blood covering his left arm. Freaked out while he cleaned it off and we looked for blood everywhere Sam was and found nothing. Since we weren't supposed to be there still since our instructor left no one spoke of it again. Still don't know where it came from but we blamed the Ouija board. Once my uncle and I were watching Kill Bill Volume 2 at home right when it was released on DVD. We lived in the northwest side of Chicago. Toward the end of the film, we both heard an extremely loud bang on the top of the our apartment building we lived on the top floor of a two-flat. A typical apartment building you'd find in Chicago. I thought it was just me but my uncle heard it as well and even paused the movie and was like did you hear that? Not only that. But my grandpa got out of his room and asked both of us if we heard it. Mind you this was late at night and he was already fast asleep. To this day I have no idea what it was or what it could have been. In my early teens I was so ill I was nearly bedridden. It was getting so bad I couldn't handle one class in college about 4 years sick at that point. But I started to see these hooded figure shadows of people. I felt like I was slowly dying. So I started trying out different diets and stuff. Ended up finding out there is some protein in meat I can handle. Gave up meat. A few months later. I am strong enough to do classes again. I am awakened in the middle of the night to something heavy on my chest. I open my eyes to see one of these creatures looking at me. Nothing evil. Just bewilderment. It spoke about me being filled with so much life and asking how. It didn't understand. Been almost 4 years since then. I've started seeing them again in corners and I can't bear to tell my mother. I've been getting sick from stress and I am struggling to do basic tasks as my prior illness resurfaces. My life is falling apart in nearly every aspect and I've fallen into deep depression. Sure, maybe I am schizophrenic wouldn't surprise as I've realized I am very likely bipolar. Maybe it's the start of a mental breakdown. Who knows, maybe these are real. If so, why me? There's a ton of crazy shit that's happened since I was a kid too. Still does now and then. I am sure 90% of it could be written off is something else. I do wonder if I am crazy. I spent two and a half weeks backpacking in Olympic National Park. The weirdness happened about a weekend. I say about because the memory and the timetable of events is a bit fuzzy. I remember that I had gone bushwhacking the day before. This game trail I've been following started to widen a little, and by midday of the second day I reached an abandoned cabin. It had obviously been neglected for a long time. The roof was covered in moss and the wooden walls seemed to be suffering from rot. Some weather seemed like it was going to move into the area. So I thought I'd take a break inside. It had a musty smell like wet stone damp crawlspace, and, rotting wood, despite the smell, the cabin was quite spacious inside, incredibly so, actually, there were two rooms, I remember, and a third door that went down a long, gently sloping stone tunnel that led down into what I assumed was a cellar, looking back, I don't see how such a feature wouldn't have been visible from the outside, But there it was. I turned on a flashlight and started walking down. It went on for an impossibly long distance. I had gone about 100 yards, and my flashlight beam just faded into darkness when I shone it down the path ahead. This was not a cellar. There was a stifling, claustrophobic silence that seemed to press down on me the further I went. The darkness was disorienting. And I felt almost intoxicated. I'd probably stumbled on a pocket of poorly oxygenated air. Whatever it was, I am glad I had enough sense left to I know the duck out of there pretty quickly. Here's the strange thing, though. I know I couldn't have gone more than 100 or 200 yards down that tunnel. I wasn't inside the cabin for even an hour, but by the time I got out of the it was morning, I had spent the better part of a day inside. Needless to say, I backtracked and got the duck out of there was on vacation on a Greek island called Zakynthos with my best friend. After drinks we were driving back to our hotel keep in mind I don't drink so it's as big island and driving from one town to another will have parts of driving on mountain roads that have no lighting at all it's about 2 a.m. and we are ascending a road on the edge of a cliff having passed the closest town about 10 kilometer back suddenly we pass this girl on the side of road on the cliff side she was barefoot wearing a white nightgown and while we passed she looked down at her feet and kept waking down the road she didn't look like the girl from the ring I mean we didn't see her face but she seemed like a normal person just out of bed however we then realized there was no house or any sign of shelter anywhere close. As we continue to drive we still encounter no car. No house not even a shack. So then we were like. Maybe she escaped from somewhere she was held or something. Maybe she had mental problems and needs help. So we turned the car around. Maybe 2 minutes had passed. We drove back for more than 5 kilometer, but we never found her. To this day I still wonder wtf. I had a dream when I was younger about a deer running out in front of a car I was in. Fast forward to me in senior year of high school. I am with my GF who is driving. I get this feeling of deja vu. I screamed stop. A deer ran out in front. Only ever had one other dream like that. I was younger. In my dream I was talking to a lady with my mom in a grocery store. 8 years and one move later that dream came to life. I remembered the dream vividly as it happened. It just clicked. Such a strange thing. Not sure of very x files though. Something I have just never shared. One time around 2-3 a.m. in the morning, I was watching Breaking Bad on my laptop when I noticed my cat watching something on the flight of stairs leading up to my parents' bedroom. I just figure it's my cat being a cat and turn back to my laptop and continue watching my show. When I glance back at my cat a couple minutes later, she is still sitting in the same spot still staring at something on the stairs, but this time she begins walking up the stairs as if someone is calling to her. I get up and walk over towards the staircase this time too. See what could possibly be fascinating her so much but there is absolutely nothing. However, now she is on the mid-landing of the staircase staring up towards the entrance of my parents' bedroom with the same look on her face. What's creepier is that I know that no one is in the bedroom right now so I try calling her but it doesn't work. She proceeds to walk up the last flight to my parents' bedroom instead. When she makes it to the top of the stairs, she pauses and glances around the corner of my parents' room and I am still trying to call her. As I make it to the top of the staircase, I hear footsteps coming from within my parents' room and approaching the door. Needless to say, I grabbed my cat at that point which made her snap out of whatever state she was in and noped out of there when I put her down at the bottom of the stairs she was completely okay the entire thing occurred in a 10-15 minute time period when I was a child my brother dad mom, and I were staying at my cousin's house for a Christmas party overnight since my dad got a little too drunk after my uncle got his home brew out from the cellar we started to tell ghost stories around his wood burner while playing 70s 80s music when my uncle said straight out there's ghosts in this house This house is over 400 years old and have had many owners. Bollocks there ain't no ghosts in this house I beat them up. Well I am going to bed dad. We're all asleep now it's 3am and we're all drunk I am sleeping in a room with my brother and in the room next. To us is my cousin. Bang holy duck what was that me? The ducking wardrobe just fell over, Jesus Christ it landed meters away from her. And then a whole argument kicked off over who tried to kill my cousin but the rooms were so spaced out it would have been impossible to push it over then run back to their room before she noticed plus that and we were all too pissed to be asked. Next day I fell down the stairs whether it was a ghost or I was still bollocksed from the night before we will never know. This really ducked with me for the next week when I was in bed I could hear stuff on the hallway. I have two vaguely dream sleep related once, I was doing field work out of town and was staying in a rather seedy motel in a small town. I decided to get to sleep early but it was one of the tossy and turny kind of nights. At one point I rolled over and there was the head of a man an inch away from my face. I didn't scream, I just froze in fear, heart pounding, turned away and closed my eyes. Finally, in a cold sweat I turned around and he was gone. Another time I was staying at my friend's cabin, I remember seeing a shadowy figure creeping up slowly and, reaching his hand towards me. I screamed. I screamed so loudly because I felt like I was completely awake. My friends who were in the same room woke up and asked what was wrong, again, drenched in sweat I went to sleep. I woke up in the morning and my friends told me I hadn't screamed at all, bizarre. I know these were dreams but they felt so real. On that note, I went out with a guy for a few years who had night terrors, he'd freak out, jump out of bed and have to turn on the light Haha. it wasn't full for all involved friend in high school was the first person i knew who had a parent who died his dad not long after his dad passed my friend woke up in the middle of the night and saw an apparition sitting at the foot of this bed size and shape of a man shrouded in darkness except for electric blue eyes surprisingly he wasn't afraid the spirit radiated kindness concern love he fell back to sleep but remembered it immediately when he woke up in the morning, realized he must have been dreaming of his father, but amazed at the vividness, felt so real, he told his mom at breakfast, I had the most realistic dream a man sitting at the foot of my bed, before he could go on, she asked him, did he have glowing blue eyes, she had had the exact same dream that same night, so did his sister one time my friend and i were coming back from the beach we took the back roads home which is basically a one-lane country road about a quarter mile off the usual road we took it was dark we saw headlights behind us very far back maybe a mile over the course of about 10 minutes it slowly gets closer Finally it goes to pass us and just disappears I didn't really realize until my friend went dude Where the hell did that car go? I was sort of lost in my own thoughts I guess But once he said something it kind of kicked my brain into gear When I thought about it I could remember the car getting into the left lane like it was going to pass But it didn't register that it never got in front of us until my friend said something Could have Some rational explanation but I remember the both of us being freaked out and telling other friends about it once we got home This is one is kind of silly But I can't explain it. When I was a teenager I was at my neighbor's house talking to my neighbor while my brother was having a separate conversation with her brother. The four of us were in the kitchen next to a microwave. And someone had left a remote control on top of the microwave. We are all mid-conversation when the remote control turned 45 degrees like it was pointing north to south then turned east to west. The movement wasn't sudden like it fell. Or slow enough that it had slid. The best way to describe the movement was deliberate. The floor maker. A wave were flat. We all noticed the movement at the same time and stopped talking. We all felt uncomfortable and my brother and I left. Ever since I could remember I have an extremely vivid memory of a family tradition that I thought we did all growing up until I was about seven. When I say vivid, I mean I remember specific conversations, times, events, etc. So this tradition was this every time me and my parents went to see a movie at the theater. We'd go buy candy and smuggle it in as one does but then we'd purposely sit down behind a woman with a noticeably large purse or bag. When the movie was going, my mom would slip a bit of our candy into the unsuspecting woman's purse. It was a fun thing. But every once in a while, when something was easily accessible, my mom would switch that something for a pack of dots or whatever. At least that's what she told me. I didn't realize she was stealing. I remember this happening regularly. I remember holding my dad's hand as we walked into the theater and excitedly asking him if he'd brought candy to switch. He shushed me but said yes, he did. I remember watching a rerun of The Wizard of Oz when my mom carefully slipped a package of junior mints into this woman's purse. The woman was wearing a blue sweater, had a big black purse with a gold buckle, and had sandy blonde hair. In her ponytail. That was the last incident I remember. When I was 7, I asked my mom why we stopped doing the candy switching at the movie theater. She had no idea what I was talking about. I asked my dad and he said I was nuts and that he'd never done anything like that ever. The weirdest thing is I have a sister, but I know for a fact that she wasn't there when we did it but the strange thing is, it was like I didn't have a sister. I cannot explain it to this day. I know it happened. This isn't the only memory I've had that doesn't make sense. When I was about four or five, I remember my daddy wasn't quite the same as my real dad, taking me to a funeral for a fallen soldier. It was held in town outside the airport at a memorial flag. My dad was in uniform, and I remember feeling the cold wind hit my face and shivering against him. I remember seeing a circle of men all in uniform, and one conducting the service. Years later, I remembered the incident and asked my dad who the soldier had been who died and why he my dad had been in uniform as he was not in the military. My dad said that that never happened and he never knew anybody in military. It still weirds me out to this day. When I was young, probably eight or nine, after moving into a new house, which was built in 1890 and just very spooky aesthetically. A few weeks in, and I hadn't experienced that. At the time, I thought I was awake, but as I've grown I've reasoned that it must have been a dream. but. I was walking down the hall to the bathroom in the middle of the night, which was just a straight, long hallways with the bathroom door at the very end. And I walked into the bathroom and immediately to my left is a pale skinned, red headed woman in a white dress. Not like a scary figure, but strange nonetheless. So of course I freaked out. But my parents just played it off as a dream and told me to go to sleep. So I tried. But the weird thing is, two weeks later, we were going through the attic and we found a small doll that was a a pale-skinned, red-headed woman. So we began to look up the history of the house and it turns out that the daughter of the man who built the house fit the same description. I am not sure how it came about but the local newspaper came and did a piece on it because it was part of the historical district and it featured me and my experience. I think mostly just for fun. But it haunted me for quite a while as a kid. The floors were creaky and I always felt like there was something following me in that house. There was also a spot on my bedroom ceiling that had clearly been plastered over. It always creeped me out at night for some reason. Even into my teenage years. I found out after I moved out that the guy who built the house, hung himself from that spot before it was covered up. (laughs) Haha I truly to be more reasonable and avoid all superstition. And haven't thought about had experience for years but even now it's strange to me. I grew up in a tiny house and after about a year of living there and becoming friendly with the neighbors I learned that a teenage girl who once lived in the house had killed herself in my kitchen before even knowing this I was freaked out in the house. I would be showering and get the most intense fight or flight sensations that still freak me out to this day. I even once ran out of the house with nothing but a towel on and shampoo still in my hair. I have a ton of stories but what really sticks is my dogs would all of a sudden jump up and start barking like crazy. At say, the middle of the hallway. They were laser focused and going insane we would go past the point of where they were barking and say let's go and try to lure them past the area they were barking at but they refused to go near that point. It was so surreal to experience. Experience it, happening, it was like something out of a movie. It happened a few times, always in some part of the small hallway. I had a paranormal team come out and investigate the house actually when we moved. A friend of mine and myself were hanging out in Ravenna Park, Seattle and towards the end of the park there's a pretty big clearing. We were talking and Annie suddenly stopped responding while gazing at the sky and told me to look up. About a mile or so apart there were two bright orange lights just floating up there very high up. Maybe a few miles but not entirely sure their elevation. Suddenly in the blink of an eye they were right up next to each other. Stayed like that for about 15 seconds and then just vanished. It was a clear and sunny day as well. Perhaps they weren't actually orange but the sun was just reflecting off of whatever they were. About a minute or two later this white plane with a big disc mounted on it flew by the same place. It was pretty bizarre. Pre-smartphone days unfortunately. Interesting childhood story though for sure. Thanks for watching. Don't leave before leaving a like to this video. Also hit the subscribe button to support my work. And as always, have a horrific nightmare my dear.